Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Facing their defense, I'm not, you know, running and facing, you know, Nick Chubb and going against their defense. I mean, he has to do what he has to do with his team. I have to do what I have to do with mine. I mean, it's not really, you know, me you know, looking at what he does. I mean, I'm on my team and focus on what we need to do, you know, to, to win the game. Thanks, Derek Henry, for answering the question literally. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Hey, don't, don't rub Derek Henry the wrong way. Okay. You're on your own on that one. Come on. You know the nature of the question. This question always gets asked. Hey, you got two of the best backs of the NFL going up against each other. Yeah, no kidding. Nick Chubb isn't playing defense, and neither are you, Derek. I get it. But, hey, pretty. why can't you just be like, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, that he's having a great season, and, you know, you always try to bring your best every week, but sometimes you get a little extra juices going. I want to be the best. Why can't you say that? There's nothing wrong with saying that. Listen, I'm going to need you to relax a little bit and mind your P's and Q's. Because our show is not going to be responsible for calling out Derrick Henry. Okay? Because I understand. When you sit next to me, you feel confident. I do. You want to pick fights, and that's yeah. fine. If we're taking He'll out Sean Payton. Hey, if you're calling out Sean Payton, let's go then. Let's go to war. But you call out Derrick Henry, Brent, I got to look at you twice. I got to tell you to calm down just a little bit. I'm not, right? I'm not calling him out. I just made him the best player ever to come out of Jacksonville yesterday. I mean, come on. I got to tone it down a little bit. Oh, uh, well, 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 I mean, what is Tim Tebow going to think? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Of course. I mean, look at the accolades. Look at what he's accomplished so far. So but of far. course, so far. Um, seriously speaking, do the Jags have any chance to beat Minnesota in your mind? Yes, they have a chance because it's a sporting bet. I understand. So don't answer it like that. Uh, literal, literal answers <laughs> only. We should do a show with entirely literal answers only. <laughs> well, Brent, any given Sunday, yeah. you know. I've thought about actually doing like a whole cliche show. Like you had to get like you <laughs> had to check radio? yeah, check the whole thing off. <laughs> I'm not mad at Check that. every box of cliches. I'm not mad at that. But you're asking me the cl- the ESPN six ninety cliche drinking game. You're asking me if the Jaguars good. have any chance to beat the Vikings. <laughs> we're all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna see a repeat of last year when the Jaguars took on the Chargers. Remember what happened in that game where Phillip Rivers literally could do whatever he wanted? That's how I feel this Vikings game is going to go. Really? Yeah, really do. I really, really do. Why? Because they're so dynamic on offense. There's a lot of weapons. And I don't think the way Minnesota's playing right now, like they've given up quite yet. You know, like they're, they're not, they don't have a foot in the sand and a foot in the field. I still think they're playing hard. And I just think that the way they match up against Jacksonville, it's there for the taking. Huh, that's interesting because to me, they haven't exploited that. Like Minnesota. Like, if you give me the top offensive teams in the league, mm-hmm. and I, I would forget about Minnesota. Yet, Dalvin Cook is second in the league in rushing. Justin Jefferson's having an unbelievable year. Adam sure. Thielen already is remarkably good. And Kirk Cousins is getting paid $100 million. But this is what I'm saying, though. Let's rewind back to last year when they played the Chargers. Phillip Rivers was on his way out, was a shell of himself last year. Austin Eckler, nah, nah, I mean, we get it. Hunter Henry, okay, yeah, I get that. Keenan Allen, eh, you know. To me, it's an exact replica of what Minnesota was last year. I'm sorry, but of what um, the Chargers were last year. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good way well, they did. Uh, well, they, they, that was I ugly. just remember being like, ugly. Eckler was like. I just remember Didn't being Eckler ugly. have like 200 yards? 
I mean, it was ugly. Yeah, I think. I mean, we can go back to the stats if you want. That was I one just of those remember yard games. I don't know if it was all Eckler. I can't remember. Uh, I just I remember, remember like a, a seventy-eight yard run on a screen or a draw yeah. or something like that. But I just remember it being a game where it's like you know, Phil Rivers having a, a struggling season. Like that, that could be there could be a chance here, and then all of a sudden, Phil Rivers had one of his games. Uh we got one second, man. Sorry. Um, so Joshua Kel, oh, hold up. Oh, this is. This is this year. Yeah, this is this year. All right, just keep talking. I'll find it eventually. I can keep talking. All right. Minnesota Vikings are, are weird. They're they're just they're they're weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean because again, I look at this game, and I've been talking about this. I, Jaguars All Access last night. I've been talking a little bit on the radio this week. We'll get ready for our, our pregame shows, our countdown to kickoff Sunday, and I look at this game and I'm like, wow, this field is littered with young talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jags have some. I'm excited about Lavisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, James Robinson. Like, what they could do in this game. Uh, I'm not excited about Mike Lennon, quite frankly, with all due respect. But DJ Chark, if he does come back, he's still a young player in my mind. You, so you look at the offensive weapons the Jags have, then you're like, hey, I like that guy. I like that guy. Now, we wouldn't have included Colin Johnson until last week. Mm-hmm. But he had a little bit of a breakout game, and now maybe he gets involved. Well, then you look on the other side, and obviously you got some of the vets with Kirk Cousins and Thielen. But I still look at Dalvin Cook as kind of a young guy. Mm-hmm. And I look, obviously, Justin Jefferson's doing big things. Yeah. So... You know, you've got a lot of young talent here on this field, and then you say, okay, well, why isn't this a better matchup? Like, why wouldn't I give the Jags a bit of a chance? Well, they do have Mike Lennon at quarterback. Not that Kirk Cousins scares the heck out of me, but the Jags are playing Mike Lennon. This is where I go, and I'm like, okay, if Gardner Minshew was playing this week, I would give the Jags a way better chance to win. Like, I just feel so much better if Gardner Minshew was playing quarterback than Mike Lennon. I'm sorry, Mike, but it's six wins and. In Facts, seven years man. in your career. It's so. analytics. It's what our eyes tell us. Like, y- you'd be crazy to think that Mike Glennon is a better option to win a ball game than Gardner Minshew right now. And I'm also not uh, trying to suggest that the Jaguars are just as good as the Vikings. Because once you get by some of those headline guys, uh, the defense especially, the Jaguars fall way off the charts. Mm-hmm. Now, offensive line is what has held Minnesota back. The Jags have a better offensive line mm-hmm. than Minnesota. We should do that, by much the way. Like Who LA, has it hey, better this week? I'm counting again, to kickoff. Just throw that in. Much, <laughs> m- much like last year where L.A.'s offensive line was struggling, the Chargers, remember? All right, so let's go back to that. You want, you want to relive this game again? I do, and while you do that, okay. I, well, want to I, mean, take a, I want to take a note of this, though, okay? Because the Vikings, who I think do have a, a potentially prolific offense, yeah, 34 points in the opener against the Packers, 11 points. Then they did score 30 against the Titans. Remember, the defense of the Titans was struggling early on, too. Uh, they they scored 31 against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Since then, uh, let's see, they've scored 26, 23, 28. They did score 34 against the Lions, 19 against good Chicago defense, 28 against the Cowboys, 28. So, I mean, I guess they are doing okay. I mean, you're scoring in the upper 20s, probably yeah. averaging some 28 points a game. It just feels like it's a little more sluggish than that. From Minnesota, but I go back and look at the the scores well, and yeah. and they're scoring points. But but keep in mind though too, um, there are some injuries going on. Like Delvin Cook was out for a couple games. He was. He mistaken. missed a Madison yeah, he took his spot. So and by the way, how many times are we going to see that gritty dance? You know what the gritty dance is? A Justin Jefferson does from LSU because <laughs> it's an LSU. It's a Louisiana thing where they go like this. Thielen was doing it. Bro, if I, I mean, we're going to see that like 25 times. That feeling. So anyways, going back to last year, let's go ahead and relive this sorrow real quick. Philip Rivers, 16 for 22, 314 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Okay? 
Pretty good day for Philip Rivers. You know it was a scoring affair, and they were just pushing whatever button they wanted when Derek Watt is scoring touchdowns. Mm. Fullback. Mm. Full, fullback scoring touchdowns. He had a touchdown. All right, here we go, though. Austin Eckler, eight carries, 101 yards, um, zero touchdowns from the rushing end. Austin Eckler receiving four receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. Keenan Allen, five receptions, 83 yards. Mike Williams, two receptions, 63 yards, one touchdown. Hunter Henry had a touchdown. As well. I mean, everyone had seven touchdowns that game. Hmm. Not good. I just uh, raised the question. Yannick Ngakwe was traded to Minnesota. He had five sacks, I think, think in like five games. Hmm. Then the Vikings trade him to Baltimore for like less than they gave up yep. to get – him from the Jags. Mm-hmm. Now, Jan has one sack with Baltimore. Why did they give him up? Why did Minnesota give him up? Yeah. Uh, did they just I mean, not want to pay him long term? Yeah, to me it's simple. Like, they thought at the time when they traded for Yannick Ngakwe that they were one edge rusher away from going to the Super Bowl. Right, because at the time, remember they had Daniel Hunter, who was very intriguing, yeah. coming off a great campaign the previous season. And I think where the Vikings were at, it's like, all right, where our offense is set, right? Where we have a juggernaut of an offense. Mike Zimmer, being a defensive-minded guy, was like, all right, let's get one more edge rusher in here. Let's go in the division and let's go make some noise in the playoffs. Well, we saw what happened with the Vikings this year. One of the biggest disappointments in all of the NFL. And when they started losing and losing and losing, the writing was on the wall. Y'all ain't going to the playoffs. Y'all ain't going to the Super Bowl. So you might as well cut what you thought you, you needed to go there and you can get them off the books and rebuild this thing. They basically had given up a little bit on the season and now here they come storming back. Exactly. Right? Yeah. One in five with them, four and one since. <laughs> yeah, and I know the – listen, I saw this thing. It's like the Ngakwe curse or something. I mean – I don't believe in that. I, I don't know. Baltimore also has not won much since Ngakwe got there. That's why people are saying. That's not where I'm going with this story. Uh, but it is pretty interesting that they go trade for a guy and then a young piece that all of a sudden you're like, well, he might be a part of it for years to come. Now, they're they're invested in the quarterback, and, and they've got Cook and, and Thielen, and they've got some investments. But it's just a little surprising to me that they dumped them off to Baltimore so quickly. Yeah. So it goes. it begs the question of this, though. Jan's got six sacks. We're, what, 11 games in? 11 games into the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he picks up a couple more, which is what he's on pace to do, he's going to end up with eight, eight and a half sacks. Yeah. Did the Jaguars make the right decision? Not, not going long term with Jan and giving him the 21, 22 million that he, I mean, keep in mind now, this was a talk for a year here yeah. in Jacksonville. And it was, and we can talk about how they treated him and all that stuff. That's not the bottom line. That's not what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into all that again. But just from a will they regret not signing him standpoint, or did they do maybe the right thing um, and hold off to try to lower that price or whatever it might have been? Would you be, if he had eight sacks this year, Jaguars are one in ten, would you be regretting the fact that you just gave Jan all that money? No, because you can make an argument that he's probably the best pass rusher out of Josh Allen, out of Chase on right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, in terms of numbers, in terms of impact to the team, who's bigger right now? Chase on, Josh Allen, or Yannick Ngakwe? 
Yeah, probably Jan. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's just it, but those are facts. From a numbers standpoint. Yeah, from a numbers yeah. standpoint. Now, listen, now, I don't know I, if you'd have six sacks here. I don't yeah. know. Well, listen, and I haven't watched, you know, religiously Yannick Ngakwe film to know exactly how he's looking this year, how he's doing against the run. All I'm saying, though, is this team would be a lot better with Yannick Ngakwe on it than not on it. So to answer your question, I probably still would pay him what I was going to pay him because we talked about it before a little bit. It's the Mercedes Lewis effect. What does he bring from leadership? What does he bring from a mentality, a personality? And that's hard to put a price on. So, yes, I still think the Jaguars made a mistake by not bringing Yannick Ngakwe and, back. And I'm not going to uh, waver from my thought on the Yon stuff. I can't believe a guy can have 37 and a half sacks and be second all time at mm-hmm. 24 years old by the time he done done it in your franchise's history and you let him walk. Yeah. Okay? So – I'm not going to sign up for and say, oh, yeah, look at the Jags. They were smart right here. Mm-hmm. They might get lucky in the long run because sometimes when you don't pay guys or a guy doesn't take your the, what you offer, you get lucky. I'll give you an example of it. Olivia Vernon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Olivia Vernon's – what's he do? Like, does anybody even mention him? I know we just played here last week. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even notice him on the field. Yeah, yeah. The week prior, he had a big game. I'm not saying he's not a good piece. But Giants gave him $100 million. The Jags were in that conversation for $100 million. Like 90, I think, is what they were offering. Mm -hmm. That has not panned out. So sometimes you win by losing initially. Sure. And Jags lost this one initially. And we could look up in three years and say, maybe they won. But I'll give you another reason why I don't think right now it's fair to say that they won. And that is because if the Jaguars have Yannick Ngakwe, you know who they don't get? Hit me with it. Caleb on chase on. Yep. And if they don't take Caleb on chase on at number 20, who, by the way, I'm not going to dismiss the young man. Might still be a good player down the road, but he's done nothing. He, true. He's done but, but nothing. No, he, listen, I agree with you there, but I've been very adamant about this. He's not playing the right position for his first year. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Now, to take that for how you want to take it, but he's not in the right spot. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, and we'll see. Like I say, I'm not dismissing him. I, I think there's a chance that maybe he becomes mm-hmm. a very good player. But at the moment, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I thought, did you notice, like, it felt like his snaps went way down Oh, no, last for sure. Year. I think they definitely did. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, the defensive line coach or just the defensive coordinator is getting frustrated with him as well. But it's very noticeable, especially, and let's be honest here, that's kind of telling, though, right? Because when your reps go down towards the end of the season, you got nothing to play for, you're the first-round pick. Like, wouldn't you think, hey, let's see what this kid's got. Let's get him some more experience because he's going to be a big piece next year. It's very um, unsettling the fact that he's losing reps towards the end of the season. Okay, so here's where I'm going with this. They don't take Caleb on chase on because they have Jan, mm-hmm. all right? And in doing so, at number 21 right behind the Jaguars – Jalen Rager was picked by the Eagles. Yeah. Eh, just okay right now. All right, not a lot to go on. Does nothing for me. At number 22, the Minnesota Vikings to get just Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And so you could, because you already have Jan, then get Justin Jefferson. Now, I'm not saying they would. I don't know they would, but they did pick in the, with their next pick, a receiver in LaVisca Chanel. And also, this isn't to say Chanel is a bad player, mm-hmm. but it's crystal clear Jefferson has been a better player in year one. Yeah. And so the domino effect here of Jan is impactful to the Jags, in my opinion, because as I go down the list, Kenneth Murray at linebacker, they wouldn't have taken him. They don't need him. Cesar Ruiz, they wouldn't take him. Brandon Linder's fine right now. Uh, Brandon Ayok, they might have taken Ayok. And even he has had a better, more productive year oh, yeah. than yeah. LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. And so there's a domino here where you're like, hmm, if the Jaguars 
you know, yeah, and, and there's T. a million ways oh, this I thing mean, could have gone. I mean, yeah. you got T. Higgins all the way down. Yeah. He's had a nice year. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. seems like he's had on. a nice year. Yeah. There's a lot of good receivers in there. But Justin Jefferson right now is the cream of the crop. Correct. And and so not even the Judys of the world, those guys that were picked a little higher, have played as well as that guy. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it goes back to this first round mess where, oh, man, it's just as hard to – isn't it so hard to get by that the Jaguars got rid of Jalen Ramsey via a trade and then couldn't sign Yannick Ngakwe? And so the very next draft, they pick C.J. Henderson and Caleb on Jason yeah. to try to replace them. Mm-hmm. And while the position was of need, it just feels like it's just a jump to replace them. No, well, in hindsight, well, you know, and yeah. replace those guys, not to fill a need, but to replace those guys. And it's not going to happen. I mean, C.J. Henderson, there's some concern about C.J. Henderson, I think, especially as a top 10 pick. And there's some concern about Chase on right now in terms of, I mean, the people, the pro football focus folks, I think, did like it was dead last in pass rushing uh, when they measured it a couple of weeks ago. There was some major concern with those first round picks. And it feels like in hindsight, maybe even at the time, that all they were trying to do is like, Screw you, Ramsey. We got our next corner. Screw yeah. you, Jan. We got our next guy. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to. I want to hope that wasn't the case, but it kind of looks like it. And if that's the way it went about it, the Jags are losers again on that. No, for sure. And, and I guess this is what rubs me the wrong way. And, and first of all, stop lying to yourself and saying if it's Chase on, you know, with they didn't draft him, you wouldn't take Trayvon Diggs because you're all the Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> so stop lying to yourself right there. Yeah. All right. That's why you're not going to be the GM coming up. up. That's why. That's why Sean God's not giving you a call right now. And that's why I'm just I sitting did here. I say it's twenty hey, digs. DM, hey, d- DMs are wide open. Sean. I also said Wait. Javon Kinlaw. How would that have been at nine? Better than CJ Henderson? We were both on Kinlaw. We were. That, that was my advice to you. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I said CD Lamb or uh, I think I did say I said Chase on the second thing. All right. Whatever. So regardless of that, though, what 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 makes me upset, Brent, and what really irks me is what you just said. C.J. Henderson was drafted to replace Jalen Ramsey. Now, it's not fair to put that on C.J. Henderson, but guess what? If you're a Jaguars fan, that's all you're thinking about. So every time C.J. Henderson gives up a long pass or a touchdown, what do you think? <sighs> supposed to, I thought you were supposed to be Jalen Ramsey. You're not him right yeah. now. So that's where we're at with that. Now, keep in mind, it, it, it's a cornerback and a cornerback. We'll see with C.J. Henderson. But what really irks me is the Caleb on chase on pick. Because, yes, I agree with you. He was brought in to replace uh, Yannick Ngakwe, right? All of a sudden, it's like, listen, Yannick can make a scene. He can go on Twitter. He can say what he wants. But we got this kid from LSU. We're not worried about you, Yannick, anymore, all right? So you're going to get traded when we say so. In the meantime, just chill, and we got this kid over here. But what rubs me the wrong way is that's what we're putting Caleb on chase on it. We're putting him in the box that this kid is going to replace Yannick Ngakwe. But he's not even built. He's an outside linebacker. Like to bring him in and say, all right, you're going to get in a three-point stance and you're the next Yannick Ngakwe. That's not fair. And it's not fair to, as a Jaguars fan, it's not fair to expect him to come in day one and change the game from a three, you know, from a three point stance edge rusher technique. That's not how it works. Not how the game's played. Well, the bottom line is they thought he was a better Yannick Ngakwe because he could stop the run. Yeah. So, again, we'll see. But so far, he's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just one year in, he's not. And there's no sign of it. You know, C.J. Henderson, there are a couple of signs some games, but there's some other things going on with C.J. too, no, whether sure. it's durability or tweets late at night or whatever yeah. that make you like, all right, what's going on here? Well, let me ask you this, though. If you were to draft Chase on, 
and you put him at strong side linebacker day one, would that have rubbed you the wrong way as well? Because now you got a guy who's essentially playing what? 20-30% of the snaps. Yeah. So w- would you have been happy with that? Because no, I mean, just go into a 3-4, damn it. Just go to the 3-4. Yeah, that's a good point, Stuart. It's a damn good point, actually. Did you put him go to a 3-4 next year? Well, would you put on resumes yet for the GM? Uh, just yours. Okay. Six-pack of picks coming up. <laughs> Trevon Diggs, shout out to you. By the way, college. The college game. What do you want? I'm going to give you the best college game of the weekend. Minnesota, Indiana. Let's go. And they Bomb just burner. decided on it 48 hours ago. Defense, I know. I, I, I'm watching that one. Mullets versus college Mormons. Saturdays have hey, stunk this year. Hey, wait a second. Turn the news down a little bit. Mullets versus Mormons. I like that. Has that been done yet? You can turn the music back up. We'll be back on ESPN. Oh, okay. Go ahead and marinate that one. Austin Lane. Are we on right now? Or not? Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Margno. Yeah, you got to okay. go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I came here to help him, help him develop his career, and we haven't been able to do that. Every game's so important. Keep trying to help him grow. Keep trying to help him, you know, develop and and see things the way that he needs to see them, and and play the way that I've seen him play in certain games. You know who that is? Sorry, I'm tweeting. No, I wasn't listening. Sorry, I'm Are so, you tweeting and promoting this. the show. Kinda. I'm, I'm promoting myself, he's which still, is part he's of the still show. Tweeting out Mormons versus mullets, I think. Yeah, I am. I am too. No. You both. Oh, yeah? can, you both can tweet the oh, same. Yeah? You both no, can tweet these. No, because what's going to happen. He's going to take credit for it. He's going to Zuckerberg me, and I'm going to be in the corner with no recognition or anything. You have different followers. Honestly. I'm oh, doing, we got different we followers. Different That's what followers. I'm saying. Oh, oh, so yeah. if you both tweet it out, it, it yeah. helps us as a whole. And you know what? I'll take my 10K versus your 20K any day of the week. Like, if you want to tweet out, hey, meet me here for a for a little roundup, you know what I'm saying, a little brouhaha, and let's see who walks out, I'm taking my followers all day. Really? We're, we're, we're talking street toughs. We're talking we're talking a bunch of rough-around-the-edges type of dudes. You guys are a bunch of country club guys. Like, you ain't going to bring anything to the table. You, you want to do that? I, I dare to do that. I dare to set a time and date and say, hey, meet me here. We're, we're going to war, and I'll, t- I'll type out you know, to my people, and we'll see who shows up, and we'll see who runs the show. Have, uh, you, I'm supposed to read The Art of War. Uh, this would be a good time to do it. Will the really? numbers purely beat? Is that what I recommended to you? No. Who said that? I actually went to this place. So I went in Charleston okay. for Thanksgiving dinner. We went to yeah. this place called Five Church. I guess they have one in Atlanta. They have one in Charlotte. And they've yeah. got one in Charleston. Yep. There might even be one more. Well, there's writing all over the seal. It's an it's an old church. Yeah. The one they're in in Charleston. Yeah. But not all the other places. They're still called Five Church. Like they're not called Five Church because they're in a church. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was the case. It's actually the original one in like Charlotte was on the corner of fifth and church street or something yeah um but they, anyway they they redo like older biz buildings and um so this one happens to be in an old church okay and it's called five church well across on the ceiling it's like writing all over the ceiling like hand painted like yeah. i'm t- like the place is pretty big cool and so i asked the waiter that day I'm like well, what is that like is that like wallpaper that people put on yeah. and it's like hand painted it's from it's art of the art of war in a church 
or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in it's in an old church. It's yeah. a restaurant. Well, I get that, but, but still, yeah, that's cool. And it's it's written all on scene. It's amazing. Yeah. It took three and a half months to do. Dang. So it's pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was like. Just because I saw that, I was like, now I want to read The Art of War. In fact, to work there, the employees have to read Art Art of War. War. Oh, man, it's a great book. Dude, do you want me to bring it for you? I got it at my house. So I'm going to bring you The the Art of War and The Book of Five Rings because they're both kind of on the same lines. Brent, you read those two books? No one's touching you, man. I'm <laughs> well, telling you right now. I don't know if you want me to book club over here. Yeah, you know, we're in Skechers, so that's good. I so, don't know yeah, if you so want me set. to read this before our battle. Oh, don't. Hey, hey, I'm not worried about the battle, okay? I'm just worried about getting, you know, you to be your best self and the art of war and the book of five rings. Shout out to Moimoto Musashi. Uh, it would be cool. So, bottom Sorry, line you ever is, read the book of five rings? Sorry. He's, he's a very intelligent Lord of the guy. Rings, but not book of the five rings. Okay, and, and I'm done with you. Let's ask Brandon Ponso from jackscoastalhomes.com. <laughs> Uh, I do- what a good time to bring yeah. Brandon, here's the thing. <laughs> I have 20,000 followers on Twitter. That's a little bit of a humble brag on my part. Huge uh, flex. Still not enough, but it's Austin has 10,000. Yes. So, Brandon, Austin obviously is bigger than me, and if we were going to fight right now, I'd get my butt whooped. But um, he says he thinks he could bring his 10,000 followers. Yeah. His People that follow him. Rough around the edges types. And win a battle yes. against my 20,000 followers just because a few of us might play at Atlantic Beach Country Club from time to time. <laughs> are we, we going to win know. this in numbers or what? Austin's in the MMA circle, so he made some bad dudes on his side. Smart so, guy. Uh, Brent's a smart uh, guy. I'd be a, little, I'd be a little scared for you in your 20K, Brent. Brent's a smart guy. Listen, here's how I see it. Let's say for whatever reason, let's say 10,000 of your followers come out. All right, and let's say half of mine, so 5,000 of my followers come out. That's two-on-one. I'm confident between uh, a fight between two-on-one between me and your two cronies. I'll take them on all day, and I think my friends and my followers would do the exact same thing. So I'm not worried, Brent. Does Calais Campbell follow you? He, he wouldn't fight me. <laughs> he wouldn't fight me. That's, I'm, I'm taking Calais. He wouldn't fight me. <laughs> Is Clarence going to respond? Is Clarence going to show up? Hey, we have no choice. The 20,000 have to be there. No, they don't have to. I mean, they don't have to be (laughs) there. They have to be there. They still have to follow you. I mean, they're followers, but are they really followers? Like, when it's time to show up and when it's time to go to battle, are they going to be there for you? Ah, uh, we'll get a tea time at 4 o'clock, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't make that one. Hey. Golf clubs in hand. <laughs> no, no, no weapons. No <laughs> weapons. No weapons. Uh, Brandon Ponsel, you walked into a beehive. Sorry, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. You guys have a good Thanksgiving? Nice little, it was a great Thanksgiving. Nice little time to spend with family. Uh, hopefully next year we can spend it with extended family. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, sometimes it's good. <laughs> You're not lying. Sometimes it's good. Uh, Brandon Ponsel from jackscoastalhomes.com. All right, um, I think we asked you last week about the interest rates and, and what's happening there. You know, the the market kind of has steadied a little bit. Uh, it, has it impacted the – is there anything happening at the end of the year that's going to impact the housing market as we look forward to 2021? Is there something you're keeping an eye on? The stimulus still is going to come out. If it does, can affect uh, affect rates. Um, as rates go up, uh, it makes it – you know, more of a challenge to uh, acquire property as the rates trickle up, your buying power goes down. So uh, a big saying in the housing market is you don't buy your the price of your house, you buy the payment. So if prices go up and your rate stays low, you can still be at the same payment as if 
uh, rates go up and prices go down. So um, I, I expect this market to stay strong. 2020, 2021 will be a huge year in the Jacksonville market. Rates should stay steady. Uh, if you're on the fence, you just better pull the trigger. This Jacksonville market is on the come. This city is going to grow like crazy in the next 10 years. You know, you told me that. We, we did play golf at Olympic Beach Country, Beach Country Club, so bring your golf clubs against Austin. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, so I don't know if you're in this fight or not. But uh, we did actually talk about that. Like, you are a huge believer in this market over the next decade. I mean, not just like right now, not because of whatever the market's saying, the interest rates, anything else. You're just a big believer in the market, which I think is interesting from like uh, – just an investment property standpoint. Like if someone was interested in doing that, it's, it's a pretty good time to get in is what you're saying. I talked about this last week before I came on air about the whole downtown, and I know it's a lot of you know rumors and hype, but you know, Jacksonville is probably the, one of the only, if not the only, you know, mid to major cities in the country that doesn't have a downtown presence. And you look at like San Diego 25 years ago, they came up with a gas lamp district and they just revitalized it with Petco Park. And now San Diego is a downtown boomtown uh, with so much to do. And when Jacksonville does that, there's going to be high-rise living down there. Uh, there will be so much more to do in the community and not just you know, everyone goes to the beaches. There's going to be an actual attraction to downtown. A new stadium will probably be on the horizons. NFL is going to force that. Um, so just so much excitement when Jacksonville decides to finally, you know, make downtown a place to go. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Brandon Ponsel, uh, check him out on jackscoastalhomes.com. Any of your real estate needs, we're buying, selling, uh, have questions, uh, investment properties. Uh, Jacksonville, a great place to to be. In fact, uh, you know, from what what Brandon's saying, it's uh, it's a sleeping giant, which I think we all kind of feel that way anyway. Kind of oh, know sure. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, jump on in uh, if you're interested in the housing market. All right, interested in some picks. Six pack of picks. Ooh, bad week for us. Austin went four and two. So that's hey, really? a pretty good week for him. Are you sure about that? I think he did. I don't know. I mean, it was it was so up in there with. The, I probably did. No, yeah. the one that was under question. I think uh, was it three and a half points on the Chiefs. Yeah. So you won because you picked the Bucks. I did. Yeah. But that was a three point game, right? Twenty seven. No, I mean, no the, the whole question was the, the Ravens game, though. Like, how did you approach the Ravens Steelers game? Well, it did. It was four and a half points. Okay, I got you. And so you got lucky. I did. Okay, good. Yeah, four and two. Sounds good. Yeah. Right. So now for this week, are we going to pick are these games actually going to go on or are they going to be canceled? <laughs> Nobody got canceled. Nobody got canceled. So college football's tough. It is, man. And I think the game of the day yep. is the Mormons versus the Mullets. Okay, see, now this is my thing. So don't, don't that's trademarked. <laughs> and I'm going to sue you. Yes, Mormons versus the Mullets, though, man. I can't wait for it. Uh, Coastal Carolina thrown together against BYU. We get a chance to see Zach Wilson. Might be a top 10 pick. Could be a sleepy pick for even the Jags at number two overall. Brandon, I, I I didn't give you much time to get ready for this one, but they didn't give us much time to get ready for this one. <laughs> Chanticleers and the Cougars, uh, ten point favorite for BYU. Who do you like? Exciting spot this is, and it's the one positive to this craziness is they just piece these great games together at the last minute. So uh, I think it's a tough tough for BYU to last minute take this game and travel travel to South Carolina, South Carolina, I think, uh, yeah. and play and play Coastal. Uh, so I'll take those 10 points. I, I think BYU will probably win the game, but I'm going to take the 10. All right. What do you got? Man, give me Zach Wilson. Um, give me a BYU team that's trying to get some 
notoriety, if you will, like their season was done. And I don't like that part. I don't like the fact that, you know, that they've had some time off now and it's unexpected. But give me the more experienced team, I would say. Give me BYU. You know, I kind of go BYU, too, because this is their last hurrah. Mm-hmm. You know, and Coastal's had a very nice year. And I, I want to go, Shannon. Like, I really want to go, especially since they won the World Series in baseball and they're coming on. I love yeah. I love the story. Yeah. Um, D- Dustin Johnson's playing well. I mean, won the Masters. I mean, everything's going right if you're in Coastal Carolina. Yep. I got a feeling though BYU really wants to play this game. I think it's going to be a showcase game for Zach Wilson and BYU. I'm going to go with you. Okay. Uh, off to the NFL because the rest of the games, quite frankly, in college football are like 20 point, you know, uh, lines. The Saints and the Falcons. Could this be a sneaky good game? New Orleans three point favorite. Taysom Hill. <laughs> Do you believe in them? Brandon, what do you think? Uh, Three-point favorite on the road. Uh, the Falcons have yeah, been a tough, Fal- tough figure. I picked the Falcons two weeks ago down in New Orleans, and they laid an egg, and then they come back and just uh, beat the hell out of uh, – who was it last week? Uh, Raiders. They killed They killed somebody. Yeah, the Raiders. So I don't know what to think about this Falcons team. The Saints just seem to keep playing great football. Their defense is, is stout. So uh, I'm going to take the Saints. Saints as well. Yeah. I'm I'm a Taysom Hill believer. That's interesting. I'm taking Atlanta. Okay. I think this is the game Atlanta gets. I think Atlanta is going to look look in the mirror at themselves at the end of the year, and they can't believe they lost the three games they lost. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so detrimental. Right? They could – again, I say this a lot because everybody says, well, it should be this. We should have won this. The Atlanta Falcons seriously should be 7-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Like you, the three games that they lost, like you, you won't find a team lose that way. For another 10 years. And they lost like that. They should seriously be 7-4. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I got a feeling they're going to play good football. All right, Tennessee, five-and-a-half point favorite against Cleveland. We saw Cleveland last week, Austin. Yes. Can they hang with Tennessee? So I think that the Browns slow play this. I think it's going to be a big dose of Nick Chubb. It's going to be a close game. Titans win it, but not by more than five-and-a-half points. All right, Brandon, what do you think? Browns play a close game every week, so give me the five-and-a-half. All right, so you're taking Cleveland. I'm taking Tennessee. It's Derrick Henry time, and I was not impressed with the Cleveland Browns last week. It might have just been the sleepy game against the Jags, but I saw them up close. I was not impressed at all, and I think Tennessee will play physical football against them. I mean, listen, James Robinson's the only thing you have to stop, and he still went for 128 yards. Sure. they got to now face Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, but is Miles Garrett coming yeah, back, Garrett though? Yeah, will make a big difference. Again, a little, be, little bump. They, their ears will be up for this game way more than it was for the Jags, yeah. no doubt. All right, the, I love this game. Rams against the fighting Kyler Murray's three-point <laughs> favorite for the Rams. Rams. Uh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna lead this one off, guys, because I'm gonna surprise. I'm gonna take Arizona. Wow. I'm gonna take Kyler Murray. What? Listen. Now, be honest. Is this a Kyler Murray pick, or is this a pick because you want the Jaguars to have the better draft pick from the Rams? No, that's a, uh, I'm off that Brent? because be honest, they're not gonna have a great pick either way. Okay. Um, but I just I think they need this game. They are yeah. sliding, actually, Arizona. Yeah. They need they, This is a huge game for them. Yeah. And I've got a feeling they just play better football at home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Brandon, I'm taking Arizona. Three-point favorite, though, are the Rams. What do you like? I think it's a huge game for both teams, so I think the motivation factor is not going one side or the other. But uh, what is going on with Kyler Murray? That game last week was terrible. Hopkins didn't look good. Now he's got Jalen Ramsey going to be all over him. So I'm going to take the Rams and uh, to get the job done. Listen. Unless Kyler Murray comes down with COVID-19. Aaron Donald, I love you, man. You ain't stopping the Kyler Express, okay? So with that being said, give me the Cardinals. Give me them at home. Brent, it's going to be a big day for Kyler Murray. It's going to be a two-check mark game and a star game Are you going to play him in your fantasy team this year, this week? 
Uh, who's Josh Allen playing again this week? Uh, uh, I'll get back to you on that. San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and give me Kyle Murray. Uh, yes. Colts and Texans. Colts are favored by three and a half on the road. Look out. Are, is Houston playing better? What do you think here, Brandon? On this Colts team, they look uh, they look great one week and then they lay an egg the next. But they've got a much better personnel than the Texans, uh, so I'm going to take the Colts. What do you think? Good man, this is a rough one. Go ahead. You know what? I'm taking Houston. Wow. I think I think Tennessee is the talk of the AFC South, and I think the Colts might be a little bit kind of some pretenders. Let's just say. Give me Houston. Yeah, I'm going Indy, but I tell okay. you, I really thought about Houston here. Yeah, I really. This th- is this is probably the hardest one. I don't to believe me. in Indy in this game as much as I'm picking them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a good feeling. I think Houston might be playing better football right Phillip now. Philip Rivers pretty good at some late season slides. Yeah, he has been. You know, but and this is a big game for them because you don't want to start getting into that. Now they could fall back into the Ravens and Raiders category yeah. with another loss. Uh, Jags and Vikings. Vikings by ten. Are they gonna? You think they're gonna throttle them? So you're taking Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any hope for the uh, Jags? The Jacksonville Brandon. Mike Glennons. Jags in this spot. The Jags are playing hard. They're playing competitive football, and the Vikings aren't that good. So they have a, their defense uh, is prone to giving up, and we've seen that. Jacksonville's offense isn't so bad, so I'll take those 10 points, and I think the Jags keep it competitive. You should at least sell some homes uh, to the Jags players because you've picked them quite a bit, man. You're a believer. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that about you, Brandon Ponsel. Um I don't believe in the Jags this week, <laughs> and I usually do. Kiss the sunshine and rainbows goodbye. You know, I almost snuck out a win last week. It was close. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota. There you go. That's a huge game for me. Again, you're playing for so much more, and I think that does factor in. I think Minnesota wins. All right, Brandon Ponzo from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Thanks for jumping in, man. We'll do it again next week. Great weekend. Bye. You too. Uh, that is Brandon Ponzo. Jags 5-6 and six against the spread this year, by the way. Are they really? Yeah. Am I just running away with this whole bet competition thing, got, by the way? I mean, it's, it's not got, even close, right? I've got records on, like, three different like, pieces I'm, of paper. I'm taking my – I mean, is it time for my victory lap and my, no. my victory speed? What do you mean no? plenty of time. I'll tell you what. You ain't coming to the table. You got plenty of time to catch you. You got, like, a couple weeks. You got nothing on you. Sorry, man. By the way, people are putting analytics. You see this on Twitter? Someone Great broke down analytics. Some, yeah, some analytics about me and you. Yeah, a crossover and followers. Someone just made that, that so pie chart kind 3, of 3,000 of your 10,000, Austin, are actually 3,000 of Brent's. Yeah, that's fine. Because the others, 7K? So 7 versus 18,000 now. Yeah, but these guys right here, and this little section Brent I'm pointing to, those guys, you don't mess with those guys. Yeah, I got some dirty people in my... Who you got? <laughs> Who you got? You know what we should do? That is fascinating, by yeah. the way. Hey, like, you- hey, Austin followers, why don't you follow me more? And my followers, why don't you follow Austin more? You know what we should do? We should take 10 of our followers. Feels like a lot, though, 3,000. Really? I thought, I thought it'd be more. Here's what we do. Take away all our followers. 10 of your best followers. Meet me in the streets. Well, no, I get 20, be- you get 10. No, you don't. Mm. That's the way this works. It's mm. a two-for-one deal. Mm. And golf clubs. I can't wait till I become famous one day, man. I get like 100,000 followers. I'm just going to dominate you in every aspect. I can't wait till you get famous one day either. <laughs> just bring me along for the ride. <laughs> you want to come on board? You want to ride these coattails? Get famous quick. You want to ride these coattails? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have no problem Let's doing that. Let's get some of that money. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a thought or two on college football. Uh, coming up on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Could there be a breakaway from the NCAA? We are literally going through our followers. 
to see who would line up against two. I'll tell you what. I got a lot of size in my team. I have a lot of size and a lot of grit. What do you bring to the table? I don't know yet. Golf clubs. <laughs> yep. Golf handicaps. Cool. We are going to win this by numbers. I've already told you. Wait, who's going to? You guys are going to win this by numbers. Yeah. Because it's going to be 20 on 10? Um, yeah, 20 on 10. <laughs> Look at Cam Thomas. You don't even know who Cam Thomas is. North Carolina played, uh, played for the Chargers. I mean, man, we're, we're talking legitimate three techniques and nose tackles on my team. Just think Good how many. Luck to you. Just think. I mean, how many people have been hit in the head a bunch of times that you probably have followed you? And yeah. if I just did this the whole time. Hey, no, okay, okay. No, yeah. That's annoying, and that's making my eye, like, swell up even more. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, now I don't know where I'm at. I am. So, come on. Like, you know, that's not legal. Brent, it's just your fists. No, no Mississippi State cowbells, please. Pretty sure the only rules are no hair or face. Man, I'll, be, Anchorman I'll, I'll, style. I'll bring Blaine Gabbert to this party just to say what's up to him. <laughs> he, he ain't following you. He ain't following you. He better hope he's not he following, following you. He ain't following by, by, you. By the way, I'm hoping he's not following you, so you oh, can no. bring him. Oh, Boy Gavin's following me for sure. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> Guy sent me to the hospital. You know what's up. Uh, man. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Stuart Weber. I can't believe I still can't get over that of a cross. Uh, somebody did I know that. the crossover. Yeah, that. the analytics. Josh did the analytics, the analytics on our Twitter, department. which is fascinating. <laughs> we got our own analytics department. And now I'm like just, I'm like locked up in this thing. Like, wow, I can't so, believe. Yeah. So now what is it? It's We have 28,000 combined followers, okay? Correct. And no, that's not right. We have 31,000, almost 32,000 combined followers. And only 3,000 follow both of us. Correct. That's bizarre. It's not, man. I, I told you. I, I have my group of people that I hang out with, and you have yours. We're, Brent, listen, we're two different, different I personalities. Mean, I got you to 10,000. Oh. <laughs> I brought you along for the ride. No, no, no I mean, listen. <laughs> Don't act like you Whoa. did me any favors. If you want to go to the retweets and the likes, we can go back and forth all day. We can go tail the tip if you want to with my retweets this season and your retweets. You just think because you tweet like every second that you get a, you know, a good interaction. I don't tweet that much, but when I tweet, there's, there's substance there, okay? It's filling. It's, it's satisfying. You're bringing appetizers to the table. So don't ever say that you did me a favor there. I was going to get to 10,000 followers regardless of what you did. Yeah, it just would have been like 10 more years. Yeah, maybe. And I, I probably maybe would have been with a few more family members. I probably would have been tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All man. right. Seriously, when we come back, we just didn't have enough time to get into it. I have two big college football questions. What's mm-hmm. up with this whole separation potentially from the NCAA? And... Is Mackenzie Milton, who now is going to answer to the transfer portal, yeah, the most important football player to his university in the history of college football? Yeah, like that's a, that's got to be a dramatic overstatement. Maybe the most famous Mackenzie of all time. <laughs> Maybe. Well, seriously, I mean, uh, people know that guy. I want to know that though. Who Does else he comes follow to you on mind? Twitter? Probably next on ESPN. We'll find out. Night.